Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, January 14th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing, Adioye Jr. And joining me, we got Imran, the Don Khan. This is the f- yeah. The Don, nice. The Don. That's your new nickname. I'm doing my own thing. Yeah, yeah. no, I like it. I, I appreciate that new nickname. How I, you doing, Blessing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. This is the first time we're hosting together. It I is think. the first time we're hosting together. I'm really excited about it because we have a lot of news to talk about. Mm-hmm. A lot of crazy things going on. Yeah, I woke well, up today. I was like, no, fuck this day. This is... Too much news. Really? I woke up today and I was like, oh, let's freaking go. I got Imran Khan, the <laughs> number number two gaming journalist behind Andy Cortez. Well, you're never going to catch up to Andy. Like One day, it's man. It's more or less number one because like number one is atta- unattainable because of Andy. Yes. And then like number two, it's, it's between probably you and Jason Schreier. Yeah. I imagine. And then number three is Barrett Courtney. Back there with oh, all yeah. the bat with all the Batman Batman Arkham knowledge back there. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, I also man. predicted the Billy Eilish doing the 007 song. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, we predict. I predicted it on a screencast like a month and a half ago. I'm very she, proud of myself. Got to get paid. I saw that on Twitter that Billy Eilish is doing the 007 song, and I was like, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know how to react to this. I'm into it. <laughs> You're into it. Yeah. I I I like that one song. Yeah. I'm the bad guy. Yeah. So it's, it's a fun song. Sing it for me, bless. I'm. Oh, no, we're not gonna. I'm, if, here's the thing. You started and then we're like, no. Yeah, I started because I was like, no, wait, my voice is just too good, and I don't want us to get copyright striked. You know, yeah, this yeah, has to go I, up I on YouTube that. and on podcast services. Can't so, let that happen. So I correctly predicted the SpongeBob game being remastered. I correctly mm-hmm. you predicted, did. And that was a wild one. Uh, predicted Billy Eilish doing the 007. What's song. What's the next prediction? So this I already be our put, next president. I already put up. <laughs> I already put up my next prediction, which is the next Batman Arkham tease will be on January twentieth. We'll see. <laughs> You're thinking a big it's, calendar man thing for this one, right? Yeah, okay. because they released the law, uh, the uh, police badge or whatever on National Law Enforcement Appreciation Day. So weird. Thing that's a weird day. To I know. Uh, and so the next day, January 20th sticks out because it's National Penguin Day. Hmm. Penguin oh. is a Batman villain. So there you Interesting. go. Interesting. Is, is Penguin part of Court of Owls? Not necessarily. But neither, but neither really is the demon's head, and they've already teased uh, the demon's head and stuff like that. Bear, I gotta be honest with you. None of this matters today. It's a huge news day. We don't got time to talk about Batman. You know why? Because today's stories include delays, more delays, and a no-show, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday, right here at 10 a.m. Uh, live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, or listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kind of Funny Games Daily. To be a part of the show, head to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, where bronze members or above get to write in, and silver members or above get the show ad free. Now, it's time for some housekeeping. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Blackjack and Muhammad Muhammad. Today, we're brought to you by Upstart, Hymns, and Quip, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's get in, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have six stories today. A Baker's Dozen! And we're starting with number one. Delays, delays, delays. Now, I have this separated uh, into two sections. I have one A here, and then I have one B, okay? So one A, we're going to start with the first delay, which is Final Fantasy VII Remake. Ah, Yeah. It's been delayed from March 3rd, 2020 to April 10th, 2020. Uh, not too bad. Yeah. In, in the vacuum of time, it's not that big a delay, really. Yeah. This comes from Final Fantasy Remake, uh, the Final Fantasy Remake team over on Square Enix's website. Square Enix announced today that the global release for date 
Global release date for Final Fantasy VII Remake will be April 10th, 2020. Below is a message from the development team. Quote, We know that so many of you are looking forward to the release of Final Fantasy VII Remake and have been waiting patiently to experience what we have been working on. In order to ensure we deliver a game that is in line with our vision and the quality that our fans have been waiting for deserve, we have decided to move the release date to April 10th, 2020. We are making this tough decision in order to, to give ourselves a few extra weeks to apply final polish to the game and to deliver you deliver you with the best possible experience. I, on behalf of the whole team, want to apologize to everyone, as I know this means waiting for the game just a little bit longer. Thank you for your patience and continued support. And that comes from Yoshinori Kitase, the producer of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Imran Khan, mm-hmm. what is your take on this? So my first take is, God damn it! Yeah, <laughs> like I've been. This is the most excited I'm about a game this year. I am legitimately like, like we said, it's a small amount of time, just a one month, not a huge wait. But it kicked off. It basically kicked off gaming season for this year. Yeah, and like now that w- it's gonna wait a little bit longer, and it's gonna be a lot closer to Cyberpunk. Which means I'm not like we kind of have to rush through this game a little mm-hmm. bit, and more than likely cyberpunk stuff is going to come late March for a lot of journalists. Like I don't know that for sure. I'm just guessing, but now it's it's more of a competition between these two games in terms of time. So that sucks. My other take is this game must be on fire right Re- now. You think so? Because we you you said that right before we uh, started the show, and I was curious on on why you think so. Because I feel like. I feel like for Square and Final Fantasy, this is almost tradition. We're at the last minute when you think you have, when you think it's right there, they delay Final Fantasy another however long. Because right. they, they, I think they did this for fifteen too, where Greg and Tim helped announce the date at their big Final Fantasy fifteen event, and everybody was like, "Oh, cool! Like we have an actual date." Like they they set it on stage. They put they they did fireworks, right? They did all this stuff for it, and then when we started approaching that date, they were they were like, "Oh, well, actually, we're gonna delay this a, a, a bit more." Mm-hmm. So why, why do you think this is on fire? Because we get into the minutiae now of financial years. Mm, so mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VII Remake was coming out March 3rd, which is March is the last month of Square Enix's financial year. The different companies do them differently. Some of them, that's just the quarter end of the quarter. Mm. Some of them, like, they have from uh, April 1st to March 31st as their financial year. And Square Enix is one of those companies. Mm-hmm. So in the process of announcing Final Fantasy VII for March, that meant this is the last possible time we can have this game here. We can take pre-orders. And we're putting it on the books as this is what we expect. Investors are going to assume there's going to be a big boon at the end of the year. And they're getting money from those pre-orders that they are then putting into operational income for the year. So by changing that date to the next financial year, not March 29th, Mm -hmm. April 10th, means that they are actually the game has having so many issues yeah. i would guess there's so or, much going on that they're yeah. willing to sacrifice the financial year to yes them. they're taking basically an operational loss on the end of the year and moving that over to next year but that doesn't mean it's suddenly like oh it just it doesn't matter it actually affects their books quite a bit hmm. to the point where they're going to lose money over this interesting interesting i feel like this then leads us to 1b Right, Marvel's Avengers is also delayed mm-hmm. from May fifteenth to May fifteenth, twenty twenty, to September fourth, twenty twenty. That's a much heavier delay. Yeah, a very heavy delay. This comes from Crystal Dynamics website. Uh, they say to our fans. At Crystal Dynamics, our ambition has always been to deliver the ultimate Avengers gaming experience. In order to achieve that goal, we have made the difficult decision to move the release date of Marvel's Avengers to September fourth, twenty twenty. 
As fans ourselves, it's an honor and privilege to work with these legendary characters, and we know that the, we know what these superheroes mean to us and true believers around the world. When we set out, when we set out to bring our vision for Marvel's Avengers, we committed to delivering an original story-driven campaign, engaging co-op, and compelling content for years to come. To that end, we will spend this additional development time focusing on fine-tuning and polishing the game to the high standards for our, or high standards our fans come. Uh, or our fans expect and deserve. The worldwide teams working on Marvel's Avengers sincerely appreciate the support you've shown us. We thrive on your enthusiasm and feedback, and we can't wait to show you more. We apologize for the delay. We're confident it will be worth the wait. And that comes from Scott Amos and Ron Rosenberg, the co-heads of studio at Crystal Dynamics. Now, talking about like fiscal years, I, I feel like you're way more educated on this than, than I am. Is... is what does what does this mean as far as them delaying it into December? Is that I'm guessing that's September. like way out of the um, or what did I say? You said December, it's September, yeah. September, yeah. What does that mean as far as like fiscal quarters? Is that like it's a little like it's a it's a an issue still, but not mm-hmm. nearly as big an issue of changing gears. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is pro- probably more in line and more like more in line with expected. I always thought it was a little interesting they chose to push Avengers in May when that game. Last E3 did not look complete at all, like near complete enough to come out in May. But like this is just a couple of months delay. I think they can make the argument better when they like do have their financial Q&A of, yeah, this game is going to do better in September because new systems, higher install base, whatever. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like, do you think, because these are both Square games that we're talking about here, do you think it's a possibility that they're moving Final Fantasy to, um, is it April? Yeah, to, wait. Five Fantasy is moving to April. A- moving to April. There's yeah. a lot of days going on here. Mo- moving to April and then, um, uh, to, in order to kind of make up for Avengers moving to September, is that a possibility at all? I think it's the other way around. I think they're moving September to get out of Final Fantasy VII's orbit. Interesting. Because it's literally just a month difference at that point. And instead of the being two months, marketing has to change a bit. And then they don't want to really release anything that big in the summer. And that's going to honestly give them more time. Because not, we've not seen the game in an official capacity, like new stuff since the Kamala Khan trailer, right? Yeah. And that was like that was a big turning point for a lot of people. Like, oh, this game looks pretty yeah. good now. Like, and like even Pax West, I think that's when I started hearing people go. Actually, this game seems better than what we originally saw at E3 mm-hmm. because people were able to get their hands on hands on it at Pax West and see kind of more of what was going on there. And then yeah, with the Kamala Khan trailer, I think that's that was that was another turning point for people where they went, oh man, okay, this story seems like it could be more interesting than we than it originally looked just seeing the original original avengers uh looking like bootlegged yeah. you know uh movie avengers but that said like they they definitely got some bad feedback originally like i remember hearing stories from people at e3 saying that like square enix was recruiting on the floor for 3d modelers to help them fix some of the like faces of people in that game wow wow so like this is this makes sense to me. I yeah. This uh, this delay doesn't seem like a surprise. Yeah. This is honestly, I, the game kind of needs it a little bit. Yeah. This the the big reason for me, it feels like a bit of a surprise, is because you're putting out a live service game at the very end of the generation, and so even for for me, like any sort of live service game coming out this year is a bit like it strikes me as okay. This game will probably carry over to next gen somehow. But even this, like this releasing September mm-hmm. on PS4 and Xbox One. Mm kind of concerns me a bit i imagine i imagine we get an announcement for next gen i don't yeah, think but it's, I, I don't think it's as big of 
a deal for a live service game to go out that late in a generation, though, because uh, when did PS PS4 and Xbox One were 2013, right? Right. Yeah. And Destiny One. Uh, I know this is like kind of a different situation, but Destiny One launched a year later on all platforms. It launched on 360 and PS3 and PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's that big of a deal, especially with uh, like. PS5 and Xbox One being backwards compatible and all that stuff that actually yeah. might help it out a little bit. Yeah, I, th- I just think it's weird that it hasn't like it's not it, currently it's not announced for next gen. Yeah, we probably assume at this point it will be next gen, but it not being announced for next gen and it coming at the end of this gen kind of just strikes me as weird, especially when it's coming out in September. Like at a certain point, I'm just like just delay it to um, October or mm. delay it to November and just mm. put everything out together on next gen and current gen. I mean, well, consider this. This is Square Enix, who has a lot of success with putting Final Fantasy fourteen on the PS3 and whatever. And oh, yeah. Then, at some point, they were like, okay, this is only a PS4 and PC game right now. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not... We're not supporting the PS3 anymore. We need to make the changes that we need to make. And, like, those are, that was a number of years into the PS4 life cycle. So, uh, if... if their dreams come true, and Avengers is a successful game that lasts years. They can just go at some point, like, yeah, we're not supporting the old systems anymore. If you want to, like, be a, mm-hmm. like, still play Avengers, you have to own a version for a current console. Also, we're in a weird period where generational transitions don't matter as much anymore. I don't know if you guys talked about that. Yeah. That Matt Booty quote with, like, saying, like, there'll be no exclusive Xbox software for two years, mm-hmm. or Xbox Series X software. Yeah. So, like, that. They're also banking on the idea that people are going to buy the new boxes, but they're still going to play PS4 games. Mm-hmm. So, and, like, yeah. you know, uh, PS5 playing PS4 games and Xbox Series X obviously, obviously playing Xbox One games and previous-gen games kind of makes up for this a bit, mm-hmm. where, like, even on the PS5, you know, you, Marvel's Avengers uh, coming out on PS on the end of the PS4 cycle doesn't mean it's dead, right? Like, right. it has still has plenty of potential just to, to live on. Um, I just think that it's interesting that they just that they that it's still a ps4 game mm-hmm. being the type of game it is and it's coming out so close to the to ps5 at a certain point i'm just like just roll it over and just call it a ps5 game yeah but i mean also consider from sony's perspective that they they obviously do want people to buy ps5s mm-hmm. but this generation is going to be weird because this is the first generation with full bc not first generation with full bc but like it's becoming more of a selling point yeah so that means that people are less likely if they have a full library of PS4 games that are still actively playing a PS4 game they like, then they are less likely to make a switch from PS4 to Xbox Series X next generation because they're going to be able to roll over their games into the next mm-hmm. gen anyway. So brand loyalty is going to become a bigger thing because we're going to have full libraries that they're carrying over into the next one as well. Hmm. Randy Brunette writes in and says, with the two big square delays this morning, Avengers I get, as, I, uh, as hyped as I am for that game, is April going to be worse now than March was for game releases being too close? Resident Evil 3 on April 3rd, Final Fantasy VII Remake on April 10th now, and Cyberpunk on April 16th. That's three absolute banger releases within 14 days. How will we survive this? We're not. It's yeah. going to be rough. Like. It's, I mean, granted, we're just moving the March problem over to April, and, like, there's other, Predator Hunting Grounds is also out that month, Trials of Mana, uh, Gears Tactics is out that month. Wow. Like, those are not necessarily huge games, but they're still adding to that problem a little bit. Uh, Wiki hasn't updated because it still lists Marvel Avengers for May, but it's, it's just changing one problem for another, and it's, we're not going to, 
the advice I would give is play what you want and just don't don't yeah. feel necessarily we're we have the problem because we have to play those things. It is our job to be up to date on those things. Everyone else like finish Final Fantasy VII and then move on to the next thing. Yeah. I want to play Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Guess what? I'm still playing Dragon Quest. After Dragon Quest, I'm going to go to Xenoblade 2. After that, I'll play Tokyo Mirage Sessions. I don't need to play it this month. I do feel for people that want to play both Final Fantasy VII Remake and Cyberpunk because those are two big juggernaut games and there will be a lot of overlap in terms of people wanting to dive deep and like really yeah. sink their teeth in. So those two games coming out together... Yeah, the zeitgeist I, I, on those is going to be... It's going it, it, to be active. And there are going to be plenty of people that are like... I. I wanted to spend all my time playing either Cyberpunk or Final Fantasy VII Remake, but can't do both at the same time. So yes. I, I, I feel that pain. You know, that, that would be like for me if they put out, uh, well, this was, this was almost me in 2015 when they put out Metal Gear Solid Five and Fallout 4. Not in the same month, but like remotely close to each other to yeah. where I was like, okay, I, 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 I played a whole bunch of Metal Gear Solid Five and kind of rushed through it a bit, and then Fallout Four came out later, and I was like, okay, now I get to now I get to dive into that. And again. it must uh, have been really hard for you because Metal Gear Solid Five came out the same day as Mad Max, another oh, really, really yeah, dude, game. no, that was the game that I that actually chose to play that day instead of Metal Gear. Solid. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah, dude, Mad Max was fucking rad. Total Mad rad Max game. is fine. Over Metal Gear Solid Five, though. Keep in mind, Mad Max came after Fury Road, so a lot of people were very hyped for Mad Max stuff that time. Hey, the car combat, fucking rad. Also, I have it in my. I have like a document that I keep that has dates in it for video games that I'm looking forward to because I'm a nerd. God. And I have it written that Persona Five Royal comes out March 31st, Fuck, 2020. It does. Yes, it does. Is that is that the U.S. date? Yes. Yeah. It's oh no! Yeah, it's been out in Japan for like five months at this point. Yeah. So uh. that's Persona Five Royal, uh, and at least 120 hour RPG at this point. Yeah. That's why I'm not going to get to Persona Five Royal coming out March 31st, we have to, we and then three days later. Is Resident Evil 3? Uh, I'm not too concerned. I mean, about like, Resident let's not discount March still. Ma- March, they recently delayed Ori into March, so it's no longer coming in February. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neo 2 is also coming out yeah. in March. Animal Crossing is coming out in March. Doom Eternal, yep, March same t- fucking day as Animal Crossing. Doom Eternal, yeah, both are March 20th. Bleeding Edge, which is, I know no, nobody's really talking about it, but I'm kind of looking forward to yeah. Bleeding Edge. Okay. That Ninja Theory game? Yeah. Yeah, that's coming out March 24th. Fuck, man. Yeah, and that's on Game Pass, so I'm... I, Everybody I'm really buy Doom and play Doom that day, because I made a bet with Imran really drunk that Doom would sell more <laughs> than Animal Crossing, so that would really we, help me out. Yeah, we have the full quarter, so I th- I'm still pretty confident Animal yeah, Crossing is going to outsell it. Um, yeah, so it's Doom, and then we got to play 120 hours of Persona 5 Royal <laughs> before... I mean, for you, before Resident Evil 3. I'm not going to play Resident Evil 3, so before... These are Final all games Fantasy I want to play. <laughs> yeah. And then we have seven days to play Final Fantasy 7 and beat it, and then Cyberpunk comes out... And then Cyberpunk is going to take over our lives for like a solid month. Dude, guess, guess what, motherfuckers? There's still Half Life Alex, too. Oh, I don't have a VR set. Yeah, I know. I'm not. I don't have VR either. <coughs> if but I there's did, still going like, to be a, yeah, that would be there will still be a cultural conversation around that game. True. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be like. I can, I can listen to conversations <laughs> and, and play Cyberpunk. The big fear for me, and this is the biggest fear I have, is a few weeks after Cyberpunk, you know, assuming Cyberpunk is going to take me hundreds of hours to play, right. I only have a few weeks to beat it before I get into Fast and Furious Crossroads. <laughs> Fast and Furious Crossroads come out, comes out May 9th, Barrett. I mean, I wouldn't be too concerned because I'd be very surprised if that game was more than 10 hours. You don't think it's going to be 100 hours? No. Fast and Furious Crossroads? I You're would, right. That, a game dude, like that, that you got to play fast and furiously. Yeah. I, I imagine that's like five to six hours. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're making me worry, Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> you're worried. Really? You're worried about that game. Really? Oh, man. I'm starting to. I'm surprised. I'm when surprised you're, you're worried you're about Fast and Furious Crossroads. You're giving me things to be scared about. <laughs> God. There's only a month and a half between Cyberpunk and Last of Us 2. 
What a great year this is so far. I know. It's fucked up, isn't it? And we still don't know what Nintendo's doing. Yeah, there could be a direct, like, next week that's been like, I don't know, we're fucking releasing five of the games in March. Surprise, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 is ready. I mean, right now, now. Breath of the Wild 2. Nintendo has nothing in February or April or May. So they could just launch, like, put whatever games they want there. Fun times ahead of us. God, what I'm if, so like, tired. this 3D world drops in May? What or if Pikmin April? Th- three, four, three? W- or I mean, Pikmin four is the, would be the next game. The next one. I yeah. bet they're gonna do Pikmin three. You think so? First, they mentioned forever ago that they were working on the next Pikmin game. So like before the Switch was announced. What's the? So yeah, they they were working on a Pikmin game at one point, from mm-hmm. my understanding. They were having engine trouble, so they switched engines at some point. Mm. But what that <laughs> game is nowadays, who knows? Because that was years ago last I heard about it. Interesting. Uh, Interesting. Number two, PlayStation will not participate in E3 2020. This comes from Christopher Dring of GamesIndustry.biz. They got exclusive on that. Yeah, which is wild. PlayStation will miss E3 for a second year in a row. The, fir- the firm told GamesIndustry.biz that it does not feel the vision for the event is right for what it has planned for this year. Instead, it will attend hundreds of consumer events to showcase upcoming games for PS4 and PS5. Quote, after thorough evaluation, SIE has decided to not participate in E3 2020, end quote, said a Sony Interactive Entertainment spokesperson. Quote, we have great respect for the ESA as an organization, but we do not feel the vision of E3 2020 is right is the right venue for what we are focused on this year. We'll, we will build upon our global event strategy in 2020 by participating in hundreds of consumer events across the globe. Our focus is on making sure fans feel part of the PlayStation family and have access to play their favorite content. We have a fantastic lineup of titles coming to PlayStation 4, and with the upcoming launch of PlayStation 5, we are truly looking forward to a year of celebration with our fans." End quote. PlayStation has used E3 as the place to unveil details of its next consoles since the very beginning, attending the first E3 in 1995 to detail the U.S. launch of the original PlayStation. The company's success at E3 2013 was viewed as a major moment in the build-up to PS4, which resulted in Sony reclaiming its market leadership from Xbox. However, E3 organizer, 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 (laughs) uh, E3 organizer, the ESA has struggled to satisfy all of its members who have been split over what they want to want the show to be. Some publishers such as EA and Sony want to see E3 become a fan celebration of games, whereas others would rather the event remained an industry-focused affair. The ESA has tried to satisfy both groups by introducing some consumer elements to E3, but with limited success. And here's an update that came through. In response to the news, an ESA spokesperson said, quote, E3 is a signature event celebrating the video game industry and showcasing the, the people, brands, and innovations, redefining entertainment redefining entertainment loved by billions of people around the world. E3 2020 will be an exciting, high-energy show featuring new experiences, partners, exhibitor spaces, activations, and programming that will, en- that will entertain new and veteran attendees alike. Exhibitor interest in our new activations is gaining the attention of brands that view E3 as a key, key opportunity to connect with video game fans worldwide. What the fuck is activations? You know, you remember like last year uh, when PlayStation announced that they weren't going to be at E3. One of the words they said was they weren't going to activate around E3. So I guess it's like, it's no, like it's, it's like marketing speak. So like, does ESA have a good PR person? Like, what are they doing putting that in a statement? That's when you actually it's like when um, it's like Winter Soldier when you say the magic words, he activates. It's what uh, it's yeah. what happens. It's what you do at E3. We're gonna set up a new Manchurian you know? candidate at E3. Phil Spencer says the words Xbox activates. 
murders PlayStation? I don't know, man. That used to happen to me at E3 for a while, because there was that thing with Connect where you could say Xbox turn on or whatever, mm-hmm. and like Phil Spencer would say that during E3 conferences. Oh, and Xbox. <laughs> you know, it's like, motherfucker, you know what you're doing. That's hilarious, actually. It'd be hilarious if, like, or maybe not hilarious, maybe more scary, if it was like a Metal Gear thing where... Phil Spence is on stage, right? And he's just, like, fed up because PlayStation 5 is overtaking the Xbox Series X or whatever. And you, just one E3, Phil Spencer says, like, an activation code. And everybody's Xbox is at home. Just, like, rise up and just take take over take over the gamers. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You know what I mean, Barrett? Sure. I'm sorry. <laughs> gamers I, rise up. I feel like I'm, like, emitting Greg energy this morning for some reason. What? You should about get that gamers? checked out. I, do, I should get that checked yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, me and Greg talked all about this on PSLVU XOXO for like the first 40 minutes of the episode. And so people already know. I'm glad you guys were able to wait till they, the news yeah. came out. Because usually, I don't know if you remember that PSI Love You has that the tradition yeah. of news breaks while it's being recorded. Yeah. 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 So we, I think we got a heads up and we we're like, all right, let's just hold off for an hour and see what happens. <laughs> and thank God we did. Imran, what is your take on what's going on here? Uh... So there's a couple of things. What, like There's a Sony perspective and the ESA perspective and the gamer perspective, but let's start with the Sony one. Mm-hmm. It makes total sense for them to want to skip E3. You're, like, so I've seen a breakdown of how much E3 costs for individual like publishers. Like For a non-huge, necessarily, publisher, like not a non-first party, mm-hmm. it is upwards of like 10 to $15 million. For oh, wow. an actual first party, we're in the realm of like, 50 to 60 like including press conferences and booth space and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and like paying people to man booths and stuff for you know for a week yeah so to do that and to only compete for attention like keyword compete for attention Mm -hmm. is insane why do that when a couple weeks later you're the only game in town at paris games week you can have the place to an experience whenever you want wherever you want or you just put a stream up yeah, you know, and that just co- that costs you way less than doing like a whole big stage presentation. Yeah, Nintendo kind of got the ri- the right of it, or even they haven't gone as far as Sony. Of like, we're not going to do press conferences anymore. It is way too expensive, and it's honestly, I know people really like the idea of press conferences. They see it as like a sport. Mm-hmm. Of this is gamer Christmas, and everyone's competing for our attention. Yeah, but when you think about it as the people playing the sport, it's like, why would you? This is all marketing. It's all a commercial. Why would we want to put our commercial at the same time as everyone else? Like, why would you counter-program somebody else's commercial? Mm-hmm. So from their perspective, it makes total sense of, yeah, we'll just do something. Like, why don't we have Jeff Keighley host a thing off E3? Like, mm-hmm. separate from E3 or just, why don't we have our own PSX the month before or in September or October or even November? Just everyone come here and play the PlayStation 5. Give us money to do this thing. It For them, it is continuing a trend, I think, Everyone should have expected them to com- or continue last year. Because when they said they were done with E3 last year, it wasn't because they didn't have the software. It's They probably could have made a show if they wanted to. It was them saying, like, E3 just doesn't make sense to us anymore. And there's a really, like, kind of catty line here of, we do not feel the vision of E3 2020 is the right venue for what we are focused on this year. Mm-hmm. Which is like, yeah, you guys are making it a consumer event. We're not into that. Like, we want to make keep it an industry event where the industry comes, plays our games, and then they're done. Hmm. Yeah, I find this all to be very interesting. I like it for me as somebody who's kind of grown up with E3 and has been excited to watch E3 every year. Mm-hmm. It saddens me from that perspective, but from everything you just said and everything we kind of talked about on PS, I love you XOXO. Like, I I kind of get it. 
right? Like from a cost perspective, it doesn't necessarily make sense. And also, you know, why do E3 and you can have your own messaging on a different day yeah. and you can put out a, a stream? I think me and Greg were kind of theorizing what do they do instead, right? And I think what we kind of came down on is like maybe sometime in May they do a PlayStation State of Play where they do where it is basically like a 40 minute long stream and it's just like this the Stadia Connect that they did when they revealed what Stadia is going to be, right? And it's something like that where, you know, they do a 40-minute stream, but then also, like the last was event, have press come down and get to experience the PlayStation, you know, at some, at whatever location. Yeah. They say hundreds of events here, which is, that's an interesting thing to say. Like, what does that mean? Are they going to, like... Yeah, put PS5s I, in Best Buys? Like, I mean, I think I, I think that's exactly what it is. Because that's what they did for PSVR. I remember uh, living in Seattle and like seeing the notification on Facebook or whatever that uh, PSVR, this is before PSVR came out, was coming to the Best Buy uh, in yeah. Northgate or whatever. There was, was like, like huh, in the mall nearby, there was a PSVR set up for like two, three weeks before Christmas. Yeah. It's weird that it was like just there, like here, play Beat Saber be, yeah. like, be, and then go down the, store, or down the walk and then buy one. I wouldn't be surprised if they bu- if they busted out the PlayStation truck. I feel like that's a thing that they've done before. I miss those things. Yeah, I've never I've never actually like checked one out. I don't know what the big what the I, deal is. I remember just like it's, I have nostalgia for that particular thing of like the GameCube truck coming across America. Oh, yeah. Like those. I when they say hundreds of events, that's what I think of. Yeah, like, I don't because it's obviously through. not going to be like every single convention. Like it's not yeah. going to be like the local Atlanta anime convention or whatever. But mm-hmm. they're going to have a decent. They're doing retail politics, essentially, which I think is an interesting method of doing this. Because maybe... I don't know. I think we're going to find out probably pretty soon, just a guess, that we're, what the PlayStation 5 is. And maybe they're afraid it's not going to impress unless you get your hands on it and see like what the difference is. Interesting. Interesting. Trevor Starkey uh, writes in and says, What's up, Blessing and Imran? And then he has me, he wants me to do the angry Greg voice, which I've never done before. And I'm kind of scared to do it. Yell real loud. Just yell real loud. I'm going to try it. And if this doesn't, if this isn't a thing, yell at me in the comments. I give you permission. Just go off on yeah, me. Yeah, do angry Call Greg voice all the words. blessing. Just, just, just tell me to stop. <clears throat> so angry, angry, angry Greg voice. Why are people panicking about Sony skipping E3? Nintendo revealed the Switch in October 2016 and launched six months later in March with no E3 presence, and everyone loves that thing. Is this another case of Nintendo getting a pass because they're Nintendo, but Sony has to play some establ- play, some, play by some established rulebook? End Greg voice. <laughs> That took a lot out of me. Blessing, <laughs> as your director, I'm going to give you some notes. I think you could have gone harder. I thought really harder. I, th- yeah. I thought you could have gone louder. Um, like you could have taken a couple steps back from the microphone and just really let off. I you just don't like have that kind of microphone up and so, then like... uh, so so take those uh, take those notes in. All right, uh, it, uh, internalize them, think about them, and then the next time someone asks you for <sighs> an angry Greg voice, uh, come back to me. We also have my uh, co-director over here, Greg Miller, who has a couple of notes. He's just too nice. He's too pure <laughs> soul. He doesn't have you know he doesn't have an extra ten years of hate in him like I do. That would really have fucking I just really don't know get how to reach, I can't reach that far down. To like you'll you'll get there, bless you'll you'll get there. All right, all right. Uh, Trevor continues. Anyway, just some food for thought. Y'all are awesome, and congrats again, blessing for the, on the new gig. Uh, keep crushing it. Thank you, Trevor. Uh, Imran, are people giving or are people giving uh, Nintendo a pass for uh, essentially doing the same thing with their console launch? But meanwhile, other people are freaking out about Sony not going to E3. I mean, there's a couple of points here. One, 
yes, it's right. Consoles don't need E3 anymore. Mm. You don't need to show your games at E3 because you can just show them whenever and wherever. And the internet is a magical thing that lets you do a live stream and just show, like, hey, this is the Switch, and then have a January reveal event. The other thing is that, no, Nintendo did have an E3 presence with Switch the year before. We just didn't know it was a Switch. They had mm. a big Zelda thing showing, sure. like, hey, this is a big fucking game. This is the best game we've made in a while. Yeah, it's also coming out on Wii U, but you know it's coming to the NX as well. So they were able to essentially show their launch software for the Switch, like their big launch title, without actually saying it's for the Switch. So people were able to pe- put those t- things together. Sony is not going to do that. Whatever their big launch software is for the PS5, let's assume it's Horizon 2, then there's no E3 presence for that game. There's no like a deep dive over a week for it at E3. Granted, there's going to be that stuff eventually elsewhere. It's just like, I think people freak out about this thing specifically because E3 has been a constant since, I want to say, 94. Excepting like the one year that it was E for All and it sucked shit and everyone hated it. But everyone kind of, people are seeing their toys. This is the end of Toy Story 3. Basically, people are seeing like, oh yeah, <laughs> that's dark. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah, it's they're seeing their toys get sort of dismantled and yeah, like given melted. away. Yeah, like this is this is a consumer show, which means it's packs uh, now, mm-hmm. which is fine. I, I mean, TGS might be actually a better uh, comparison, but it's fine. But it's not the same industry event. It's not industry Christmas anymore, and that's okay. It's we're still going to get the same amount of news. It's just going to be spread over different times, and people aren't going to be able to take the day off work for like to watch all the press conferences. Mm. And I think people shouldn't give Sony shit about it because it's the right call for them. And I think it's going to still end up being a an interesting year of PlayStation news, regardless of where and when it is. Yeah, and I think the thing for me is I'm not necessarily seeing people freak out about Sony not attending E3. Like for the most part, I think people are are more surprised or shocked but i don't think i've really seen a huge negative reaction and people getting mad that they're not showing up to e3 i saw a more negative reaction when nintendo cut out press conferences than i say to sony just yeah skipping out completely like not even floor space and or whatever last year it was real dire because they esa clearly had no other plan than sony being there so when you went there it was like literally a an energy drink bar with like a doctor disrespect standy in the corner mm. like that's what the sony space was so this year they're probably more pre- are better prepared for it yeah and i also think like sony and uh sony and nintendo and microsoft at this point are all just very different companies and how they operate yeah and so something that is weird for something that feels normal for nintendo will feel weird for sony to do right sony skipping e3 is more of a shock or sony not revealing the console at e3 is way more of a shock than nintendo not doing it because nintendo at this point have kind of proven proven that that's not necessarily that's not who they are yeah right nintendo will kind of marches to the beat of their own drum and so them announcing a console in a trailer in the fall of 2016 doesn't necessarily feel as weird as if sony did it yeah and also remember that like the reactions to the Switch presentation trailer or presentation event were bad. Oh yeah, people oh, really. Pe- people were like, remember, "This game's or this system's gonna fail." Yeah, that was me. I remember watching that uh, the Switch presentation, being like, "You call." Yo, remember when they brought out that couch? For yes. like, oh, yeah, the couch. That for couch like is hilarious. Two seconds. <laughs> remember when they announced a game called Project Octopath Traveler? Yeah. Yes. And, and then, how weird that felt. And then they only dropped the project. 
and then, <laughs> dude, I remember uh, I was making Alyssa watch it because I, uh, we were living in a place where I had to like go out and actually do laundry at a separate building. And so I was like, hey, I got to go down and change the laundry. Text me any updates. And her texts to me were like fucking wild. Like I couldn't tell if she was messing with me. She was like, yo, they like. They're milking a cow. <laughs> yeah. She was like, dude, they're milking cows. Uh, they just like. Uh, rolled their controller around and apparently there's ice cubes in it. Like, it was fucking like, what is happening right now? <laughs> and yeah, everybody thought it was going to be terrible. Yeah, and you kind of want to avoid that, especially in E3, which is not really, like, technically you are putting on the show, but it's not really your home stage. It's yeah. Not, yeah. You want to avoid having a bad event because Sony knows that, that can harm you in the, like, in the early parts of a generation. Yeah. Is if you have a, a memeable show, then people are not going to take that well. No, yeah, that lasts. Like, I still go back and watch the Sony sharing their games, that video that I think it was, like, Shuhei and Adam Boys did. Yeah. You know, how to share games on PlayStation. Like, I still go back and watch that and, and laugh hysterically. Yeah. And so, you know, if you if and of course, that works in Sony, Sony's favor, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it'll work in their favor this time around. Yeah, right? Microsoft like, thought they were doing that, too, and that ended up screwing them for an entire generation. Exactly. So you got to be careful out there. Number three, a new challenger approaches soon. This is from Nintendo's Twitter. Uh, so Nintendo has a Twitter account called Nintendo Versus, which is where they tweet about the e- more competitive side e-sports. of yeah, their esports and Nintendo stuff, which is a weird thing. It Spl- feels it weird Splatoon and Smash. Yeah, basically. And so Nintendo Versus tweets out, and this is a tweet that was then retweeted by Nintendo America. They tweet out, join Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Director Masahiro Sakurai on January 16th at 6 a.m. Pacific time for a roughly 35-minute video live stream featuring an in-depth look at an upcoming dlc fighter which he will unve- unveil in the video <clears throat> uh mike menjavar writes in and says a new smash presentation will be held this week and will, will be the final one for the current season pass what character will we see this time there there have been rumors about an astral chain character and also hideki kamiya from platinum games retweeted this information the, the information of this presentation so maybe or will will we will or or will be another or will we see another I'll, i'm going to editorialize your post or will we see another an ex- unexpected third party character thank you for your hard work imran what do you think so there's a number of rumors swirling around to this thing really one we put the picture up here of uh sakurai like in the tweet which you can go look up yourself but he's holding up three fingers so people yes. are going like okay well, what yes. could that possibly mean does it mean fire emblem three houses like, is this going to be, like, Byleth, uh, oh. for example? Could it be? Oh, oh, no. The other thing, another rumor, is what if that means Devil May Cry 3? There is a presentation for Devil May Cry 3 on Switch because it's having some new additions, which is a weird amount of work for the Switch port for that game. That it's like things people have been requesting for that game for a very long time. And they're also they're doing that tomorrow, aren't they? They're doing some DMC thing tomorrow. Yeah. Yep. And then Kamiya also retweeted this. And as the creator oh, of yeah. Dante, yeah, yeah. maybe he would be the somebody. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, oh, I, I, wow. I'm at the point where it's like, is there any chance it's not Dante? So if Kamiya retweeted it, that kind of limits numbers of things it might be. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of wondering if it's Wonderful 101. I take that with a huge grain of salt still. Like, I think him retweeting could just be him retweeting it because Bayonetta is in it or something. In like, the game? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it could just be a thing of like, oh, yeah, Smash. I like Smash. Him retwe- retweeting it. But also, there's Astral Train Spirits next week, too. Yeah, that too. Which is like, Ooh. that could mean oh. they're, that could be complete yeah. deconfirmation of any character, because why would they announce that before they announce the character? Or mm, it could right. mean they want to see the ground a little bit. 
So um, keep in mind, this character would have had to be decided before they decided they were going to do a season two. So this would be, are we calling Tim? Yeah, I'm calling Tim. Yeah. I want to hear what Tim has to say about this. Because I want to know if I'm going to have to come in early for this. Oh, you will. I mean, Tim is for sure going to come in early, whether you want to keep your job or not. Hello. Tim motherfucking Gettys. What's up, man? You're on Kind of Funny Games Daily. I'm talking to Imran about the Smash news, the new Smash characters uh, coming out, being, being un- announced on the 16th. Are you, do you know about this? Oh, you're right here, <laughs> dude! I didn't know you. I didn't know you're in the office. Can we uh, turn this guy on, Barrett? So, first of all, what are your thoughts? Second of all, are we coming in for this? So, here's my thing. At the very least, I'm gonna do it at home. Mm-hmm. Um, if we can figure out scheduling and stuff and see if it's worth coming in for. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my my gut tells me it's not. <laughs> but still, look at me when you say that. Uh, <laughs> like six a.m. is too early. Man. Yeah, I don't want to do that to anybody. But we will be covering it one way or another. Um, my gut's been telling me it's Ryu Hayabusa from Ninja Gaiden for a very really? long time. Mm-hmm. And that's totally just my gut. Having said that, the evidence for Dante, I feel, is flimsy right now. But it's starting to add up. It's starting to get there. And Dude, you know that what? three. The hype train's fucking going. Choo-choo, motherfuckers. I want Dante. Let's yeah. go. So, okay, Dante's one name. Let me throw out a couple of other ones. Wonderful 101. No. See, I, that, that's one that I'm, I think is way less likely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just don't I think, think it has the recognition. Yeah, I think that we would have got uh, Wonderful Red or whatever its name is. Wonder Red. Wonder yeah. Red in uh, the base game, mm-hmm. if that was to be the case. I, I don't think that, especially not the final DLC. Although, it, this is really weird that it's not part of a direct. Yes, that is also very strange. Like That, that to me, is the most surprising thing. I feel like when you look at the last five... Uh, DLC characters of the Challenger pack. Every video's been a bit different than the last. And it's now at the point that Sakurai just has full control. Like, did you watch the last the Terry video one? where he, he yeah. it's him going through Terry? Mm-hmm. He's a madman. It's just it's him. It's 40 minutes of him being like, I like Terry a lot. It's 40 minutes of him going into so much detail with a live studio audience of like his friends in the office just laughing at his jokes. That's like, awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> and it's so bizarre. And it's so Nintendo. So, uh, like, a uh, a diversion of that a little bit is like th- he's trying to emulate a show called Game Center CX mm-hmm. with uh, Arino. Yeah. And like th- he actually has the same production crew from that show because he likes it so much. Dude, That's what they do for that. Uh, those presentations. Sakurai is a gift to us all, man. Like yeah. he, I feel, is video game history incarnate. Mm-hmm. And, and because of that, I think. That's why I'm leaning towards Ryu Hayabusa, mm-hmm. where it's like I, I feel like Ninja Gaiden is a franchise that that needs representation in Smash. Uh, Devil May Cry, I feel, is such so, such a bizarre choice. Really, more bizarre than Ninja Gaiden. Well, Ninja Gaiden has lineage with Nintendo. Okay, yes. fair. Devil May Cry doesn't. It's, what, it's on the. They're also the very like buddy buddy with Koei Tecmo in general. And mm-hmm. there was that time that like Ninja Gaiden was the centerpiece of the Wii U launch. Yeah, Ninja Gaiden Three, a weird. game no one liked. Yeah, <laughs> like hmm. Nintendo does like Ninja Gaiden, but what about what, one of the things theories you're throwing out there was Fire Emblem Three Houses. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a Fire Emblem Three Houses character or a Pokemon from Sword and Shield, I, I will, will break someone's riot. laptop, <laughs> not in a hype way, in, in anger. I'm down to break this whole studio with you if that but happens. But Tim, hear me out. Maybe that's why this isn't attached to a Direct. I don't think so. I, I, I'm shocked about the Direct thing. I think that they backed themselves into a corner because... They said they're going to get it out by February, and mm-hmm. I think that they, they, they really want to stick to that. Yeah. And I'm just going to assume this means no Direct in January. Yeah, so. yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. Like, why would you not just put this with the Direct if you could? Yeah. 
I think maybe when they do put it direct, they might just start the new season there and just mm-hmm. say, like, here's the next character. After see, that. that's what I'm actually like. I'm excited to see who the new character is, but I'm more excited to see if we get details on season two. what the next thing is. Yeah. Is it Challenger Pack 2 or is it just going to be like, oh, we're going to do two more characters? Like, like how much more are we getting? I bet they're going to do a full five again. I love it. I love it, man. Dude, that would be forever, great. Man. I'd be all like, about that. And that's the other thing about this one is this character must have been decided before they knew they were going to do a season two. Yeah. So are they going to end super strong or is it going to, was the plan to just kind of go out with a whimper with this stuff? I mean, I, you can't beat Banjo, man. You just, you just, I can't. mean, you can, Tim. Two words Master Chief. I mean, oh, that's true. Yeah. That's not going to happen. One I think thing. if it that's were Master Chief, it would not be its separate presentation at 6 a.m. Uh-huh. It would be, that, that would have been Game Awards. Yeah, I, you're right. You're I right, mean, that, right. that makes sense. But also, they're, they're so bizarre. There's no fucking rules. Yes. There's no rules. This could be anybody, man. Blessing could be in the game. And we'd be like, all right, I guess. <laughs> Dude, I'd be shocked. I'd be like, oh, snap. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I, I got to buy this DLC. I was uh, feeding into the hype last night, and I looked up the YouTube video of the Nintendo World uh, New York reacting to the E3 2018 um, reveal of Smash Every- Ultimate. Mm-hmm. Everyone is here. All the characters. Yeah. It is the most hype video because it's just one by one the characters coming and it's just like cheer, cheer, cheer and then Ice Climbers come oh shit and then, <laughs> then they're like shit like Pokemon trainers back and people are like fucking crying and like just losing <laughs> their minds and by the end of it everyone's just jumping up and down. So fucking hype. Smash is so great. Oh, let me, wait, let me throw this one out there. Go for it. 2B. That's not gonna happen. Nah. To be, if, if she's if, in Soul Calibur, if what's her name from um, uh, SNK is too sexual, to be, I feel like is on another. She's wearing level. a dress. Like she's not more sexual than uh, than. Uh, Dude, you can see like Bayonetta. you can see. Uh, <laughs> no, you can see a lot. There's a lot I, I of. Don't, I don't there. think. I don't think it'll be to be. I think that's too wild. Mm. But again, no it. rules, man. I'm I still pulling for Travis touchdown. I, that's with no like evidence or anything. That he is me. holding up a three. Hey, see? Okay. Dude, see? I mean, that'd now be I'm awesome. In now I'm in it. Now I'm he should have been in back in Brawl. I would have loved like, that. Yeah. Was like that was like It was still yeah. very weird back in the Like, Sonic was super weird in Brawl. Yeah. So, like, I could see why. Travis Touchdowns yeah. probably, like, at that point would have been way too weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bayonetta broke a lot of thresholds. Yeah. I love it, man. If you want to come in at six, I am down to come in at six. I mean, well, <laughs> the, the problem is that means we also need someone over there and shit. We'll yeah. figure it out. We'll figure it out. Just, Just let me know. Get on Mixler and, like, Talk from your phones. It's yeah, fine. yeah. Um, but I, if I had to guess, I'm gonna go Ryu number one. Dante. Number Do you think two. they call him Ryu or they call him Hayabusa? Because there's already a Ryu. I think they still keep him. I think it's Ryu Hayabusa. Yeah, okay. they, I think they just do the full name at that point. Yeah. Nice. Tim, thank you. Yeah. So far, all the DLC characters have been my favorite characters in the game. Like, They're I was, fucking rad. I was playing last night, and I'm like, I just kept switching between Hero and Banjo because there's my my mains at this point. You're a madman, by the way. Looking at your uh, <laughs> the the picture you posted of getting all the challenges and, and spirits. Yes, I'm right there with you, except for the online ones. I I did not do that. I have a hundred more quick play battles, and then I'm done with the challenges. That's see, man, nah, nah, <laughs> had to stop. Not about it. Yeah, mm. but I'm with you. No hammers, none of that bullshit. Yeah. That's for cheaters. Spirits all the way. Awesome. Right. We got to move on because we're very yeah, far into thanks. the show. <laughs> so we're about, to, we're about to go into light speed. Number four, Bioshock the Collection has been rated for Nintendo Switch. This is by Jack Parsons of Loot Pot. Uh, they write, it looks as though the Bioshock Collection will be coming to Nintendo Switch at some point in the future. As four new Bioshock ratings have popped up on the Taiwanese games rating board. 
The newly listed ratings, which come before any official announcement, reveal that Nintendo Switch owners could soon be playing re- remastered versions of Bioshock 1 and 2 alongside the complete edition of Bioshock Infinite. Yeah! Amongst the Switch ratings are Bioshock Remastered, Bioshock 2 Remastered, Bioshock Infinite The Complete Edition, and Bioshock The Collection. While nothing has been officially confirmed yet, the fact that each game has been given its own rating could suggest that, in addition to buying the entire Bioshock collection, individual titles may be available to download separately. Either way, if you're looking to explore the retro-futuristic world of Bioshock for the first time, then you'll be pleased to hear that the Bioshock collection has got you covered. DLC and all. Wait, go back to Smash for a second. Mm -hmm. Sora. Oh, Sora be well, yeah, in that square. And Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh, shoot! <laughs> well, that would be sick. I'd be totally in for that. And what also, if it's it a Bioshock it? character, dude. Bioshock Infinite. This Bioshock. is a thing oh, yeah. all stars. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to put Big Daddy in this game. You never know. You never know. <laughs> I'm just saying, PlayStation All Stars already. Sac- that's well fun territory. You think, ba- you think Sakurai cares about your rules? Nah, man. They didn't even get Sakurai. They didn't even get Sakurai. They didn't even get Sakurai right. makes his own rules. So yeah, oh, did, they get, did they get short hair Dante for? They got DMC Dante, yeah. <laughs> PlayStation All Star Battle Royale is an abomination. <laughs> like, Cat was really good. Hayachi was really good. Every other inclusion is like, eh, this is weird. All right. Uh, do you buy this Bioshock information? Uh, yeah, I think this makes a lot of sense. I think 2K said something uh, last financial year of like, yeah, we're working on some stuff for Switch, but it's not going to be what people think. Interesting. So I, this sounds right about right. It's yeah. like, let's just put the Bioshock collection somewhere else, especially when they just announced, like, also we're working on a new Bioshock game. Like, a yeah. Co- about a oh, month yeah, ago. That, yeah. That's synergy right there. I think, yeah. that, I think all that makes sense. Uh, I think putting Bioshock on Switch, why not? Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's the big question is, like, why, why, why wouldn't you? Yeah. So I think all this lines up makes sense. Yeah. I hope, I, I, I need to play two again because I remember not liking it at all the first time. But then, like, mm-hmm. I really like the DLC, so maybe that changes my overall perspective what, of two. What was the DLC? That was, like, the one that everybody loved, right? The yeah. It was the one that was written by the people who eventually went on to make Gone Home. Gone Home, yeah. But, yeah. I don't I remember the name called. of it off the top of my head. I'm sure you're wrong can tell us. Yeah, you're wrong can tell us that. Uh, I haven't played two, but I, I played one, and I played Infinite. I absolutely loved Infinite. I enjoyed one also, and so I'm down for him to come to Switch. I loved Infinite at the time, but the more I thought about it, the less I ended up liking it. I haven't gone back to it in a while, mm-hmm. and so like I, I would be curious to see like, do I still feel the same way about it? You know, seven years later. Yeah, I like not not to begrudge anyone who does like Infinite because mm-hmm. it, it is a fantastic game. Just there are parts of that game that I felt were not mm-hmm. as good as they could have been. Number five. Sorry, I know we're going long. We're 50 minutes. But Warhog155 in the chat says, what if the three uh, fingers stands for three, two, one, let's jam. And it's fucking Spike from Cowboy Bebop. Let's fucking go. Did you let's see that? fucking wild, bless. Did you see that Funko Pop like set of like, it's it's Funko Pops of Vicious and Spike and it's just the end scene from Cowboy Bebop? Oh my God, no. And I was like, this is this might be the most offensive Funko Pop I've ever seen. <laughs> it's a chaotic episode of Kind of Funny Games Day, I'm going to tell you. Number five, Epic Game Store tops $680 million in player spending throughout its first year. This is by Patrick Shanley of Hollywood Reporter. The online storefront from the Fortnite developer has generated some backlash for its exclusive deals with publishers, Such as, but, but such criticisms have done little to slow down its revenue. Epic Games, the developer of the popular battle royale shooter Fortnite, has released new statistics about its Epic Games store, revealing that the online storefront has generated more than $680 million in player spending since its launch in December 2018. The Epic Games Store has made an impact over its first full year of launch, largely by offering timed exclusives 
timed exclusive Windows for Windows four titles to PC players. Did I read that right? Did that makes sense. Windows four titles to PC players. Interesting. Yeah, looks right. That decision has generated some criticism for fans, particularly those who frequent Valve's Steam online storefront, Epic's major competitor in the space. Epic, C- Epic Games CEO Tim Sweeney responded to criticisms on Twitter last night, last June, saying, quote, We believe exclusives are the only strategy that will change the 70-30 status quo at, at a large enough scale to permanently affect the whole games industry. The strategy of exclusive of exclusives which though unpopular with dedicated steam gamers do work as established by the major publisher storefronts and by the key epic by the key epic game store releases compared to their former steam revenue projections and their actual console sales end quote the 70 30 figure tim sweeney mentions in his tweets is is a reference to the revenue split provided to, to developers on the steam platform with 70 percent of revenue going to the studio and 30 percent to steam Valve updated this policy in November November 2018 to allow games which generated 10 10 million 10 to 15 million uh, to keep 75% of revenue and titles that exceeded 50 million to keep 80%. The Epic Game Store meanwhile operates on a on an 88 12% revenue split with developers. Last April, responding to claims of creating a monopoly with ex- with its exclusive deals, Sweeney t- Sweeney tweeted, "Quote if Steam committed to a permanent 88% revenue share for all developers and publishers without major strings attached, Epic would hastily organize a retreat from exclusives while honoring our partnership, our partner commitments, and consider putting our own games on Steam. Wow, I never, I missed that quote. That's wild. Yeah. Despite the controversy, the Epic Game Store has had a successful launch year, topping 108 million PC customers. The top titles on on the PC platform, which include Remedies, Remedy Entertainment's Control, House House's Untitled Goose Game, and Gearbox, Bord- Gearbox's Borderlands 3, among others, were all exclusive PC releases on the platform. According to a report, Micro's CEO of game publisher No More, no More Robots in England, from September, revenue for titles on Steam was down 47% year-over-year between July and August. Valve did not respond to a request for comment about its revenue in 2019. Interesting stuff. Yeah, it's a complicated stuff. thing because, like, honestly, Epic Game Store is still not actually that good as a store or honestly a platform. And really, like, well, like, like the features available. Yeah, like know, for example, kind of it doesn't have a cart. So, like, when you're trying to add a bunch of free games, it's like, all right, add this free game. Okay, then add another one. Then mm. go back through and add another one. It's like, then I get three separate emails and three notifications. Like, minor stuff, but like things like that add up over time. Yeah. And also like the idea of buying PC exclusives still rubs a lot of people the wrong way. Especially when you're just kind of throwing your money around to end up like but they also admit that that's the way you have to do it for them. Yeah. I mean that's, that's business. That's the only way they can get away or get or loosen Steam's grip on the PC market. Yeah. It's it is a complicated thing that is not as simple as Steam good, Epic bad or Epic good, Steam bad. Mm. But it's interesting that it does seem to be successful. Yeah, I mean, I, and I do like the. I mean, I from the beginning, I've liked the whole eighty-eight twelve split for yeah. for studios. I think that I think that's great, and I think like the statement about yeah, if Steam did it. You know, we'd let go of exclusives and we'd publish our own games on Steam if they wanted to do the eighty-eight twelve split. I think that that to me is probably the most wild thing out of all of this going on with uh, the Epic versus Steam battle. Right, but it's uh, also a thing that they know they're never Steam is never going to do. Yeah. So it's easy to say that. Yeah, um, but you know, I. For them to have this many people using Epic Store, despite all the controversy and despite all the hubbub, you know, I think is pretty impressive. And so, there you go. Yeah, there you go. 
And number six, there are new Resident Evil 3 and Doom Eternal trailers out. Uh, and we're, we're going to watch the trailers, not on the show, though. We're, I think we're going, to, we're going to do a separate reacts for game trailers, according to Tim. And so stay tuned for that. If we don't do it, blame Tim, not me. Imran Khan. Yes. I can't wait for Resident Evil 3 and Doom Eternal. But those games are so far away. If I want to know where I could go to figure out what's coming out, coming out on Mom and Grop Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. <laughs> do, 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 yeah. Before we get to out today, I'm going to go through ads since we're so late in this show. <laughs> yes. Today, Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Upstart. Between hitting the gym, eating cleaner, or learning a new skill, there are a lot of ways we can better ourselves in the new year. But I can't think of one that's more important than starting the new year off tackling high-interest credit card debt. My friends at Upstart.com are here to help. Upstart is the revolutionary lending platform that offers smarter rates to help you pay off high-interest credit card debt. Upstart goes beyond the traditional credit score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter rate. Upstart believes you're more than just your credit score. They believe in you. They make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate. Since it's just a soft pull, it won't affect your credit, your credit score. The hard pull happens after you accept your rate. The best part, once the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. The next day. Over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot and hurry up to upstart.com slash kfgames to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash kfgames. Hurry up to upstart.com slash kfgames to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Let me also tell you about Hims. You've heard us talking about Hims and how they're helping guys look their best. If you haven't yet, it's time to see what they're all about. There's a problem out there. 66% of men start to lose their hair by age 35. Once you've noticed thinning hair, it can be too late. Is that hairline slowly starting to move backwards? Any bald spots yet? Let me tell you, I started dealing with my hairline receding just a bit. Just a bit. Maybe, maybe more than a bit. Um, and it's not fun. If I knew about hymns a few years ago, it could have made a world of difference. The best ways to prevent more hair loss is to do something about it while you still have some. It's time to get out. It's time to get a handle on those precious locks. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hims is helping guys be the best version of themselves with licensed physicians and FDA-approved products to help treat hair loss. No snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. These are prescription solutions backed by science. Hims was created by a guy who knows some men's health conversations are easier online than in person. No more awkward in-person doctor's vi visits or long-term or long pharmacy lines. For Hims connects you to a, to real doctors online, which could save you hours, completely confidential and discreet. Answer a few questions a doctor will review, and if they determine it's right for you, they can prescribe you medication to treat hair loss that is shipped directly to your door. Try Hims today by starting out with a free online visit. Go to forhims.com slash gamesdaily. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash gamesdaily. Forhims.com slash gamesdaily. Prescription products are subject to doctor approval and require an online consultation with a physician who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. See website for full details and safety information. This could cost hundreds if you went in person to the doctor's office or pharmacy. Remember, that's forhims.com slash gamesdaily. Lastly, we're also brought to you by Quip. 
Quip, makers of the Quip electric toothbrush, wants you to know the one single discovery that matters most for your dental care. It is simply this, that if you have good habits, you're good. That means brushing for two minutes, twice a day, and flossing regularly. No matter what brand you use, Quip makes that simple, starting with an electric toothbrush, refillable floss, and anti-cavity toothpaste. You know, uh, blessing, uh, I went to my dentist for the first time since having Quip really? a couple months ago. You know what she told me? It's the cleanest she's ever seen my teeth. Wow. That's impressive. And that yep. stinks. The Quip. Quip's electric toothbrush has sensitive sonic vibrations with a built-in timer and 30-second pulses to guide a full and even clean. The Quip floss dispenser comes with pre-marked string to help you use just enough. Plus, Quip delivers fresh brush head, floss, and toothpaste re- refills to your door every three, mu- three months with shipping. So your routine is always right. Join over 3 million healthy mouths and get Quip today, starting at $25. And if you, get, if you go to getquip.com slash games right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash games. Spelt G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash games. Quip, the Good Habits Company. Out today, we have Atlier Aisha. Is what now? Atelier. Atelier. Yes. Wow, that's, that sounds way different from, from uh, what I thought. <laughs> it's a real word. It's a- not a- is it really? Yes. Atelier. <laughs> Aisha, the Alchemist of Dusk, DX, comes out for PS4, Switch, and PC. Atelier, Eska, and Logi. Does that I sound right? I got nothing, yeah, nothing on that one. Okay. Alchemist of Dusk, Sky, DX, PS4, Switch, PC. Atelier. Shall? Shall? Shall. Shally, sure. Alchemists of Dusk C, DX, PS4, Switch, PC. Super Mega Space Ballster. It says, I wonder if it's supposed to be Blaster. Yeah, it might, it might be a typo. Zaxwise, and what are you doing? Yeah, I'm going to say Blaster Special Turbo comes out for PC. Seek Hearts for PS4. Darwin Project for PS4 and Xbox One. Squidlet for Switch. <laughs> <laughs> Orange Blood, a JRPG inspired 90s hip hop. Uh, a JRPG-inspired 90s hip-hop. By from, 90s hip-hop. Oh, by 90s hip-hop, I see. Yeah. From developer Gray... Grayfax. Grayfax Software. Sorry, the text is so small on my, on my screen. Uh, and publisher Playism will unleash havoc on PC today through Steam. Flat Heroes for PS4. Hardcore Mecha comes out on PS4. Puzzle and Dragons Gold for Switch. F... Ephemeral. Ephemeral Tale for PC, Musashi vs. Cthulhu for PC, Bunny Park for PC, Top Fold for PC. A wide range of X- XP boosts and bonuses are available in Red Dead Online this week, along with the latest featured Free Aim series, Last Stand, and a variety of discounts. So there you go. And then Snooker 19 Pack DLC out now on Nintendo Switch. Hell yeah. Have fun with that, everybody. New dates. Final Fantasy VII Remake is now out April 10th, 2020. Uh Marvel's Avengers is now out September 4th, 2020. Publisher The Arcade Crew today announced Kunai, the fast-paced action platformer starring a coveted sentient tablet. Sentient tablet, really? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which stands as the world's most devastating fighter, will will reach PC and Nintendo Switch on February 6th. Video games are wild, man. I played a bit of that. It's actually neat. It has like a Game Boy aesthetic. It controls very well. Man. I'm into it. Nom Nom Apocalypse, the top-down roguelite shooter set in a, t- in a post-apocalyptic city plagued by mutant food monstrosities, serves up a delicious dose of arcade action. Thursday, February 13th, 2020 on Steam for PC with Xbox One and Nintendo Switch releases planned for later this year. 
In Korean survival horror adventure, The Coma 2, Vicious Sisters launches on Steam on January, 8, January 28th on PC, Mac, and Linux. Video games are wild, man. Video games are <laughs> Those wild. Those are a lot of different types of games I just read about. Yeah, and that's the great thing about our industry today is that, like, no matter what you like, there's something for you. Really? Like, for for real? Yeah. Let's get into reader mail. You can write into patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where, where you can get the show ad-free. Um, and I just went through the ads, so I don't have to read them again. Turbinock writes in and says, What's shaking, Blessing and Emron? Today it was announced that Final Fantasy VII Remake is delayed a month, and Avengers is delayed four months. This doesn't come as a huge surprise for either, although uh, the Avengers push seems to be a bit more troubling due to the length of the delay. Do you think that there's a chance, a high chance for any of the other big releases of the year to, get, to also get pushed, such as Cyberpunk? And most importantly, could we see one of the big console releases get pushed out of 2020? Thanks for all you do, Turbinock. So, for me... I think immediately, as far as console releases, I think those are set for uh, like 2020. PS5. And, yeah, PS5 yeah. Xbox Series X are coming out this year. Yes. I don't think there's a chance you see those get pushed Unless next year. those are literally on fire. Yeah, unless like the, unless at the last, like the very last moment, there is a hardcore glitch, it, like some kind of like thing where your PS5 blows up and, the, and they got to And they can't patch it. it out or something. Yeah. Like, like those are coming out this year. Yeah. But for other games, Imran, do you see Cyberpunk or any other of the, of the major releases getting delayed? If you asked me le- yesterday, I would have said no. But today, who knows? Things can get delayed for reasons that like we're not going to necessarily be privy to. Cyberpunk, theoretically, yeah, it could get delayed. I think last I heard it was in polishing phase, but like maybe they find something really polishing that they need to work on. Mm-hmm. Uh, like We have vague dates for... Ghost of Tsushima, right? Just summer? Yeah, right just summer. So, like, w- it could end up in any part in the summer. I doubt Last of Us 2 will get delayed again. That would be a shock Yeah, if that got delayed again. But I, I, I imagine it got delayed out of February because there's something drastic that happened. If there was something else drastic that happened again, that they, like, they found, like, an, they find, like, a new game-breaking bug or whatever it is that might take them a while to figure out. Yeah. I don't think they're above pushing it again. Like for Last of Us, they want that game to come out as pristine as possible. I think at this point, the old, like they would have to find a bug that prevents them from going gold and also prevents them from working on it between the time it goes gold and releases. Mm-hmm. So like it would have to be something so huge at like on an engine level. So I don't think that's happening at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, beyond that, I what are some other big titles? I mean, you have Animal Crossing. I doubt it gets delayed. Is that it, already got delayed? It was, yeah, it was supposed to come out last year. Yeah. Um, uh, we have, I mean, does Dying, Dying Light 2 have a date? I don't think so, no. It's not. I think that's just 2020. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Doom, Doom was already delayed. Doom Eternal got delayed out yeah. of fall into yeah. spring. Yeah. And then yeah. we're playing that soon. So I'm yeah. going to guess it's pretty much done. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say, like, I would say Cyberpunk out of anything would have the most likely delay but yeah that's so only big. that's only because everything else literally got delayed into that air, uh, yeah. area you know watchdogs got delayed yeah yeah, yeah like I, I feel like this year we've already had so many things delayed that it, it, it'd be hard to see like something get majorly delayed mm. twice in a row as far as like what we have coming out this year like resident evil 3 is one that i'll be i'd be surprised but i could see that happening maybe yeah i mean a uh, the delays really are the ones we don't know about. Yeah. The things that are like, hey, we pushed X game back, so Y game we haven't announced a date for is also getting pushed back. Because, like, there mm. was the rumors of Ghost of Shima was supposed to be out necessarily in, like, May, but 
because of Last of Us, it got pushed back because they don't want to spend that much marketing and that much cross-contamination between the two. Yep. So, like, there, there are likely games that are, like, that because Avengers was delayed have also... What if, for example, Final Fantasy sixteen was supposed to be announced this year? Now, I'm not saying it was. I'm saying what if. Mm-hmm. But now that, like, F7 was delayed and thus Avengers was delayed, do we think, like... Or not do we think, but that could have pushed that kind of announcement out a bit more. Hmm. Maybe now Babylon's Fall is also a PS5 title. Like, it's things like yeah. that. Yeah, like how do the dominoes kind of fall down yeah. the road? So, like, there are, I'm sure that there are some games that are getting delayed that are also delaying other things. Yeah, 100% that's happening. Um, Fast and Furious Crossroads, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, that's delaying that everything. Delay. Everyone's getting out of the way of Fast Yeah, everybody wants to get, get, away, get away from Fast and Furious Crossroads. Um, see, Marvel's Avengers already got delayed. Last was Part 2. That got delayed. There's not a lot that's been dated this year, honestly. Yeah. Like, like, like first like quarter every, is huge. But. Like, for the most part, most of the things that have been dated this year are things that have been delayed. Yes. <laughs> Someone in the chat, I forget who, said uh, the Batman Arkham announcement got delayed. Mm. You don't know when. It's August. Mm. <laughs> it's no, well. it's not August, man. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> I, 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 again, it's March. Gonna, I mean, honestly, like, March. stuff like that. What if Batman announcement getting delayed has delayed Harry Potter? Because we more or less know that game exists. What if that delays? I, I think I think Harry Potter is a couple of years out. I don't. Think yeah, that. it was from what I heard. It was very early when they leaked, or not leaked it, it but like that but focus was, group yeah, leaked it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I yeah. don't. I don't think whatever whatever the fuck Batman's doing. I don't think that affects whatever. I I, I think Harry Potter is like a mid gen, right. mid next gen game. But are they working on like a, say another Lord of the Rings game? Is that somewhere in the ether somewhere that's also? Delayed by other plans is Hitman Three being you know it's stuff like that that we know. we can guess at but we can't really know for sure. Too many games, guys. There's See, too many. So games. Dying Light Two, Dying Light Two is Spring 2020, but we don't have a date. That game was cool at E3. I really want to. I I never played the first Dying Light, and I always wanted to play it because it looked up my alley. Because I mm-hmm. love I like zombies and I love Mirror's Edge. Yeah. <laughs> and so like free running zombie open world game, I'm totally with like board. a Mass Effect dialogue or not dialogue, but like choice system. Yeah. It's really interesting. Like the thing they showed us at E3 was like. If you go into this thing now, and like if you decide to flood it beforehand, it becomes easier. But you're killing a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, that, that that type of thing I think really spoke to me when I when I was watching previews for it. And so I'm really looking forward to Dying Light Two. Uh, Fall Guys just says early 2020. And this is me. This is me looking at my personal doc that I put for. Wait, what's Fall for. Guys? That's the. It's like. Isn't that like the weird battle royale game yeah, show? I don't know how to like describe Fall Guys. Yeah. It's like, um, what's the wrestling game? That looks like Fall Guys a little bit. Um, you know what I'm talking the about? The one that the fucking these, uh, these guys assholes play. play all the time. Yeah. yeah. I forget. You, kind of funny.com, you're wrong. People know what I'm talking about. Um, but it's, yeah, it's essentially like a battle royale, but you're like you're put through all these Chad different... Is, Chad is saying Gang Beasts. Gang Beasts. It's like Gang Beasts, but like a battle royale version. Okay. Yeah. And then, but like you're going through all these different like mini games and activities, and people are getting eliminated as you go. And so like I think there's one where... You're like all running down a hill at the same time, and I think there's like, like obstacles. And it's shit like an like obstacle course yeah. and, and stuff. It's, it looks like Ninja Warrior ish. Um, it has like a lot of stuff going on in it, but uh, yeah, I have that written here as early 2020. Sports story is mid 2020. Oh, Go- Ghost of Tsushima is summer, right? And like you know when when things aren't dated, they have maneuverability in a way where like I don't think those things will get like actually well like. Announced delayed, but maybe behind the scenes, they they might be aiming for early summer, but they come out in late summer. Like that sort of thing tends to happen. Tales of Arise, that's oh, just yeah. 2020, 12 minutes, 2020. I guess he tells Arise when you're going to 2021. We've not heard a lot about that game yet. Yeah. Like they announced it, and I think we just saw that yeah. original trailer, and that's about it. Like there was a Tales. That was really annoying because like they announced the E3, and then like the. W- 
I think month after there was a Tales Festa where they were going to give more details. So like all our E3 meetings about that were like, we're going to talk about that later. I'm like, then why did we have this meeting? What? <laughs> like, we came here for an interview. Uh, Gods and Monsters. Also delayed. Delayed. But like, could, do you think that could be delayed into 2021? Because it's still 2020 technically for what they said. Yeah. I, I mean, it was what was it supposed to be? It was supposed to be an early quarter title, right? Yeah, it was supposed to be February. Yeah. So yeah. I doubt it's going to get delayed that much unless they're really changing it. Or March, but, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, it was supposed to be early. But like, theoretically, could like the Watch Dogs delay push Assassin's Creed out? Yeah. Oh, man. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Interesting times we live in. Yeah. Yeah. This year, this, as far as like the games that are dated 2020 without uh, a concrete release date, I, I it's can. It's all fluid. Everything's fluid, especially God's Monsters. We haven't seen anything from that game except for like that launch, or not the launch trailer, but like the reveal trailer with like mm-hmm. the cinematic and stuff that makes it look like a Breath of the Wild type game. Yeah. We just got no gameplay. And so that's where I'm did, like. Did you hear about that? So did you hear about Genshin Impact? No. So Genshin Impact is a game being developed in China. It's part of the China Joy Project, which is Sony help, like trying to pull out developers in China and find interesting games there. It looks exactly like Breath of the Wild, but with an anime protagonist. So, huh. people. Oh, I did hear about this because so people were mad. People were mad, and mm-hmm. like people were breaking PS4s at like China Joy. Uh, it was China Project is the name of the initiative, but China Joy is a convention for Chinese video games, and they were like breaking PS4s at, like out of anger of. Wow. Some were Breath of the Wild fans, but more of it were people like, why can't China, Chinese development be more original? Why does it have to like copy existing games? Mm. So anyway, it got announced for Switch last night, so now people are really confused. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, hmm. I'm debating whether to to do this last question or not because we're deep. We could do it post show. Yeah. Let's do a post show because we're very late in uh, in this kind of funny games daily. Yeah. Now it's time for squad up. Cody E writes in and says, "What's up, KFBFs? I'm looking for some fr- for some new friends to play with in virtual reality. I own an Oculus Rift S and will play just about anything. I'm 25 and live on the West Coast. My Steam and Oculus name is Your Mom's New Daddy. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Woof." <laughs> A silly name, I know, but technically it just means I'm your new grandpa. Look forward to the new adventures that await. Why, why does he think that makes a better explanation? <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to play with your mom's new daddy in virtual reality, there you go. <laughs> I love that. Mm. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Um, let's see here. What let's we get wrong? Uh, a lot apparently. Oh, the DLC was Minerva's Den. Not Minerva's Den. Yeah. I was gonna say Minerva's Den, but I wasn't positive. Mm-hmm. I should have said it. <laughs> I could have said it. Could have showed you're wrong. What for? Yeah. Uh, Imran called every other character on PS All Stars weird, and yet he played. He yeah, he's playing the death game. I'm getting called out on this one. Yeah. Where you can play as a damn piranha plant. What is he talking about? He I called the characters in PlayStation All Stars weird choices. Mm-hmm. Which oh, I, I meant, he's, he's throwing shade at Smash. I meant I the DLC stuff, but it, it was like Big Daddy and DMC Dante, and I don't know if Raiden was main. No, yeah, he would have been main game, but like it was all choices that like they're adjacent to who you would want. Hmm. Atelier is a French word meaning artist studio or workshop. Not sure how the hell that makes sense for a JRPG because <laughs> those games are about crafting. System. They're apparently like very hardcore crafting system games. I've not never played one, but from what I hear, like they're ex- extremely extensive. Hmm. Let's see here, Arcade Overgrown Overgrowth says Fall Guys is Gang Beasts meets Takeshi's Castle as a battle royale. If you're familiar with Takeshi's Castle, I am familiar with Takeshi's Castle. There you go. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. 
I mean, none of the, I'm not really seeing any like actual. Yeah, we're not super wrong. You're wrong. Just extra information about stuff we said. Yeah. And so that's going to pretty much do it for Kind of Funny Games Daily today. Thank you guys uh, so much for hanging with us. Uh, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.